Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 166, you guys. Welcome to the show. This week is a solo cast, and it's all about finding a new definition of abundance, especially if you are in an entrepreneurial role or you're a solopreneur starting a new business. I really want to talk about how we redefine abundance, especially when you're starting out and when you're in the early years of creating a business so that it feels super aligned and like a really great fit for the things that you want to do. Because I fear that there are so much talk about abundance out there right now that actually doesn't feel very good or joyful. So I want to talk about that on today's show. Before we get there, I want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is Paula and Jumpstart Your Joy is a podcast that started four years ago and super excited to be here and get to do it each week for you all. This week, of course, the episode is going live on Thursday because because Christmas was Tuesday this week. And so I'm just releasing this, having spent some time with my family and just putting it out there in a way that feels right for me this week. If you are curious about the show, you can find out more about this show at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. Of course, there's 165 other joyful episodes out there, including some really great interviews and more solo casts. You could click on solo casts if you want and find more of those if you like them. And if you want to find the show notes specifically for this episode, if there's something that gets referenced and you want to go back and dig in a little bit, you can find that at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash abundance. Another great thing that's over there on the website is if you're considering starting a podcast to help grow your business or to share your message and voice out there with the world, it is such a great way to do that. And it really has become the number one way that I reach people. If you want to start your own show, I have a quick handy cheat sheet with all of the hardware and software that I use to create this every week, along with some of the things to consider. And you can sign up for that on the website as well. Another fun place to connect is, of course, on Instagram. It's one of my favorites. And you can find me there at Jumpstart Your Joy. I would love to, you know, meet you there and comment back and forth. Let's just jump right on into this discussion around abundance. This episode is uh, a little bit more of one of those that's kind of played with my heart, and it's speaking to one of those things that I've seen out there and even encountered in my own life and growing a business that I felt like just needed to be addressed. So this one won't probably be as polished as maybe some of the others, uh, so stick with me. And I, I hope at the end it's clear how I feel like we really need to change the definition of abundance to be more inclusive. So The thing that I've seen out there, and if you've spent any time in the entrepreneurial or solopreneur space online, you've probably seen a lot of the messaging around, you know, make six figures in six months. And, you know, you see some of the bigger names out there in the online space, and you can see some people out there really killing it. And I know when I started out, and um, I have a life coach certificate that I got about four years ago. I've been working on my own online presence. I've been out there blogging for, I think it's nine or 10 years at this point. You know, you do, you see people out there who have a really big presence and a big following. And it's easy to get discouraged 
and wonder what they're doing and start to dig into some of the messaging around abundance, which is oftentimes kind of narrowly defined by either financial status or followers or, you know, how many likes and whatnot. And and that feels like the marker of success or the kind of abundance that some people are calling out, especially when you're just um, starting out and, you know, you wish you could have a following or whatever of that size and how do you get there? And so the thing that I want to talk about this week is first, how do we define abundance and how can we make it more inclusive to actually get at the heart of what is originally inspiring you to start your business or whatever this thing is that you're trying to put out there in the world. Start with that inspiration instead of the end game of, you know, numbers of any sort, meaning income or followers. So how can we make abundance be more inclusive? and feel better, feel more joyful? And then what are some of the things that I've seen that I have shifted my own definition of abundance as I've gone? And what does that look like? And then a couple of really joyful stories that illustrate how I think the things in life that do feel the most abundant when you have shifted how you think about abundance, how those really come to life, both in my life and uh, or in my world and in other people's lives. (laughs) As it goes my last question that I always ask. Let's start with what I see as kind of the thing that is so easy to get hung up on, which is following the numbers. And, you know, I want to be clear and also say that I do deeply honor and um, admire people who are big out there, who have made it, who have the numbers, who make the salary. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that being part of a definition of abundance. Last thing I want someone to do is be like, well, what, you know, what have you got against, <laughs> you know, making six figures? And no, I think that those things are markers of hitting abundance and, and they are abundant. And, and so as we look at this, I just want that to be clear. But a couple of the things or some of the things that I've run into, I know, as growing my own business that struck me as just strange is lots of times as you start to dig in and you wonder, why am I not growing as fast as I could? Or, you know, I, yeah, I totally dig this abundance idea, but how do I how do I tap into it? The messages that we receive either from a specific person or just maybe in general and maybe in some of the quotes that we're pinning from Pinterest is there's always this thing that kind of comes up about if you have an abundance mindset that, that somehow that's going to make all the difference. And I think one of the things that strikes me about that is as you're just starting out, it's kind of a vague idea, right, that there's this abundance mindset that you can't truly get your head around, but that somehow if you just change the way you thought about numbers, that somehow then they would just come to you, right? It's kind of the uh, the field of dreams in marketing and advertising or something of the, if you build it, they will come, of course, is where I'm going with that. And Another one that I've seen is if, you know, you just keep hustling and there's there's this quote that I've actually seen in, in someone's office, uh, which is hustle and heart will set you apart, uh, being another one that somehow if we just worked hard enough and just kept a good and cheerful attitude about everything, that somehow that would set the tone and make the difference. And then the other one that I've heard that, you know, just as a simplistic thing is that if, you know, if we just stood in front of the mirror and recited affirmations, that somehow that would break through and make all the difference. You know, if we just 
could have a pause, if we could just force ourselves into a positive attitude, that somehow that would set the stage and set us apart. And the thing that I see about all of these, you know, an idea that maybe if you just changed your mindset or if you just hustled and strived and were thirsty enough or if you just said it, you know, if you just told yourself that you were worth this enough, that somehow those things alone would be the thing that shifted. And, you know, on the one hand, law of attraction and whatnot, maybe some of it is true. But on the other, when you're just starting out and frankly, maybe comparing yourself to people who have a different and larger following and you hear somebody talking about how, well, I just changed the way I was thinking about it. And then the, you know, the abundance came to me. You know, I just I want to say that these things taken on their own as just a simplistic tool, I'm going to call bullshit for several reasons, actually, because I feel like they are the kind of thing that seems so simple and that we're telling brand new people that are out there trying their hardest to make something work, that these are just easy ways to make everything change. It doesn't honor the hard work that actually goes into digging into your own past and realizing why is some of this growth hard. I will say that I think growing a business and starting a business is truly the most difficult personal growth thing that I have done because it takes going back to trust yourself, to keep going, to let yourself have a break when you have a hard day. And by simply saying that there are these simple things that you can do that will make all the difference, I feel like we're missing the point entirely. Furthermore, the reason I feel like it is really truly bullshit is that by saying that, you know, if you just change your mindset or if you just work hard enough or if you had enough heart, you'll get the abundance you desire in the realm of numbers. Or if you just stood in the mirror and repeated these affirmations enough, Where does this leave us when we've worked super hard, if you've had a lot of heart about it? Where does it leave you if you've spent a lot of time working on mindset and it still doesn't manifest this abundance that you desire? And where does it leave you if you've been doing this kind of thing for years in a simplistic fashion and just nothing changed? Well, it leaves you frustrated as kind of a new business owner. It leaves you feeling like there's something wrong with you. And maybe there's something wrong with the way that you're doing things. And it does the exact opposite of what the intent is because it leaves you wondering if maybe you're just not enough. It leaves you questioning if you tried, you know, if you just tried harder, if you were just smarter, or if you just wanted it more, that maybe you could get there and that you would be succeeding or that the abundance would come to you. And you guys, this is bullshit because it's not true. You are smart enough and you are, you do, you want it enough and you are trying hard enough. And that's exactly why I think we need to shift this idea of abundance and the idea of success and the idea of what it means to be in business for ourselves. Because I don't like that these ideas are kind of cutting ourselves off at the knees and making us feel crappy about ourselves when the truth of the matter is that a lot of this just takes time and hard work and earnestness and it takes the intention and then the actions these things don't happen overnight and that's the other dangerous message about some of the folks that are out there saying you could make abundant amounts of wealth right away 
So I'd like to tell you a story that comes to you from just this last week about my son. Um, we'll call him Zoom. That is his stage name. I don't use his real name in social media or here on the show. He's eight years old and he's been bowling as a youth bowler for four years. Um, and he's pretty good at it. He's got his highest game is a 170 and he beats me every time, which is totally, well, there's two things about youth bowling. One, if you needed a little pick me up, there's nothing more joyful than the bumper leagues. I mean, these kids bowl with the bumpers up, you know, so they don't get gutter balls. Totally the cutest thing ever. He doesn't bowl with bumpers anymore. But I will also say it's completely humbling to bowl against an eight-year-old who can beat your butt every time. But so he was in a tournament this last week, and it's a tournament for youth bowlers, which usually goes up to, I think, age 21. But it meant this this little eight-year-old was out there bowling against, you know, high school and college students who come back for this because they love this tournament so much. And he plays with a handicap, which just means they take his average and, and then they add a little more so that he can be competitive against these other kids, kind of evens the field. And so it's a five-game tournament. And at the end, they make announcements and they said... First, before we even get into the leaderboard, we have to make a special announcement about one child who bowled within seven points of the fifth sp- fifth place spot. And so, Zoom, we'll just say that, and his last name, you, you are in sixth place, and we want to give you a big congratulations because you're one of our youngest bowlers, but yet you came in sixth up against all these other kids. And I totally became that mom. <laughs> I started cheering wildly. And I was like, oh my gosh, you did so great. And the owner of the bowling alley, he took himself off the mic and he was like, but he didn't win anything. He's, he's like, he came in sixth. He doesn't get a prize. And I was like, he came in sixth and he's eight years old. And so why do I tell this story right now? It does illustrate the amazingness of how you decide to interpret things. What is your narrative? How do you see the events in your life? And so if we look at this story kind of under the, the lens of how do I see my life and how can I choose, how can I set the intention and choose to see it as an abundant existence, right? That's kind of the question. The shift in perception here is that when we tell ourselves we are living, you know, we can see and find abundance around us, it will inform how we see everyday events. And you can see it play out right there. I am beyond blown away that an eight-year-old was just able to compete with some high schoolers and, and college students. This, I mean, I, I feel like he won, right? He, it, there's so much abundance and goodness in that news that I was like, I, I truly could not, I could not contain my excitement. But then there's the other side. There's the side of, and, and Mike's a great guy, so this isn't really about him, but then there's the side that says, well, it wasn't enough. It wasn't fifth place. It, you know, it wasn't good enough. And you could decide that that side of the narrative is, is how you decide to see the lens of your life as well. And you could walk in and, and then the rest of the story could play out from there. If I wanted to go into that, I could say, oh, it was such a waste of time. It was Christmas Eve and we didn't even win. What was I thinking, right? Like, if, you know, my belief system is that I don't have enough, that abundance is out of reach, then I could very well make this bowling situation a negative event in our lives, right? We wasted our time. That could be the narrative. 
But instead, I just I see it as an amazing experience for an eight year old boy. I see it as oh my gosh, he you know he came out ahead, and that he did a great job. And I feel like this is an example of how we can choose to see our own solopreneur life, our entrepreneurial life, and how do we choose to see the events that play out because we really are at that kind of beginner level just as a young bowler is. You know, we get to choose. Am I going to see each thing as a positive, exciting, you know, step toward more abundance in my life? Or am I going to see it as this is a negative and something that just shows and proves to myself that I am not enough and this is not the right path for me? And so that's really the, that's the intention setting aspect of this entire thing around abundance. And I'll have to say that this whole thing kind of came together for me over the last few months. I started looking at what does it look like if I truly embrace this idea of abundance? What would it mean for me to have abundance? And of course, I could go to the financial and, you know, numbers game and and play that. Or I could unpack it a little bit further. And what came out for me is that I really want to spend more time with my family. I feel like I have no time with my my husband and my son. Uh, My husband works early and there's some days that we only see each other for an hour each day, which is not acceptable to me (laughs) anymore. And I would really like to spend more time with my my parents and my friends and see these people that make a big difference in my life that I feel like I don't see enough. And so abundance to me would feel like I have more time to make this place a home, that I would have more time to spend with my son, and that I would have more time to spend with my husband. And in changing my definition of abundance, it shifts the entire kind of motivation for things. And it also makes me deep, deeply curious about if that becomes my priority slash value slash that's my definition of abundance, how can I enable myself to get there? How can I, with the business that I am building, support myself to get there and take the pressure off of I'm meeting these other things in the definition of abundance and the money isn't the only thing. And, you know, it still is a thing and I'm I still have it as a piece of what abundance means to me, but it is not the only definition of success slash abundance that I'm shooting for at this point. For me, taking heart in what I might call the currency of joy, which, you know, still has that kind of notion of a financial, you know, a ledger or whatever, but the joy is somehow the currency and not money itself. But so if I look at the currency of joy and shifting how I define abundance, Here's the things that really line up for me and that I wrote out. So the first is abundance to me means spending more time with my family. Abundance means spending more time with my son doing things that he likes to do because I know it means that I I get to know him better. Abundance means spending more time on the show because it inspires me and drives me to be a more joyful and curious person. And hopefully I pass that on to you guys. Abundance means looking for more ways to spend my time doing things I love to do because that then kicks in the inspiration, intention, and action for me. Abundance means recognizing that I am worthy of love and loving myself more for noticing that I want something different. So instead of holding myself up against you know, a traditional model of I want to make a lot of money and not really really being able to define why, that I'm saying there's other things that matter to me. Abundance is about working with others to bring their vision to life or to bring change to their life that puts them in line in alignment with joy. Abundance means choosing to see the many different things people do with their time as multi-passionates, which we love to talk about on the show, but to see that as a multi-passionate, 
the different way of ex- that you have lots of different ways of expressing your soul and that oftentimes that core message that you keep exploring is just different ways of expressing the same thing. And I feel like that's a, that's a total measure of abundance. Abundance means spending time with people who are also working towards their purpose and encouraging them. Abundance means giving life to the creativeness of all of us and knowing that the more of us who are in touch with that creative force, the more all of us on this planet will thrive. Abundance means acknowledging that as a person in a place of privilege, it's my responsibility to stand up for others and work to level the playing field wherever and however I can. And abundance means having the monetary means to cover the costs of these things in my life too. So I'm not writing off the numbers, but I'm saying there's these other 10 things at least that factor into my definition of abundance and that the financial and monetary piece of it is just another piece of the puzzle. I don't know if you guys want to take a moment and maybe write down that definition of abundance for yourself. That would be an action step to take out of this episode, kind of keeping in the inspiration, intention, and action format for this season. If you could write out a a list of 10 things that are not just solely the financial or the stats or the, you know, the, the number markers that you have around what would abundance look like in my life or how do I define my own success? But think of some of the other things that bring a currency of joy to your life and write those down. It seems only fitting to reflect for a moment on one of the stories of the season. And I feel like it's one that says so much about abundance and this shift in how do we think about abundance and what are some of the other more inclusive ways of thinking about it. So whether or not you are a Christian and whether or not you think that a baby was born as the son of God, I feel like the story of the birth of Christ is so important because because it is a major story in the history of the world and it is one that has been shared over 2,000 years. The Christian story of the birth of Christ is one that most of us know. His parents were so poor and Joseph and Mary were on their way to be counted in the census of the king, King Herod. With all of the rooms in town being filled, Mary had her baby in a barn and Then the baby slept in the trough where the horses and the cattle ate. And this is not an abundant beginning by any standard, right? Like, this is a story of definite poverty and definite otherness and people that did not have, you know, they don't have the markers or the outward markers of success or, or, or abundance the way that maybe we would think of it now or ever, It would be easy to decide to interpret that this situation was one that was awful, right? If you were this mother in this story, you could easily decide that this was not a great situation. If you were the father in this story, if you were Joseph, I could see you feeling very bad that your family had to meet these circumstances around the birth of a child. You know, this doesn't feel like the markers of any sort of abundance. And I think it's really important to take that into consideration, especially as we start to look at how do we see abundance in our own life. Because then, of course, the story gets turned on its head. And the thing that we see is this is the most, in the Christian religion, this is the most abundant outpouring of love. It is the most abundant story of them all, and it is just the beginning of it. 
and to see that a story that is truly the story of love and love embodied in human form and the story of how one man faces down all of the hardness of life and still comes back to love people. Like, just to see that and to see the massive amount of abundant love that is embodied in the story and to really kind of consider where it starts, I think is a really deep inspiration for me, at least when I start to think about things in my own life and changing the way of what I take stock in and changing the way that I think about how do I measure abundance. Because in this story, and I think in our own lives, it really is more about an abundance of joy and love. And if you come at things with a focus on love and a focus on purpose and recognizing that abundance itself is already present in your life, that we don't have to strive for more, that that doesn't have to be the focus, then the rest of it falls into place. And I will end it with this. Um, One of my friends, um, Deb Cooperman, uh, posted a quote this week and It says, tell me again why you think you need to work so hard all the time when the times you are most alive are barely any effort at all. And maybe let that one sink in for a moment as you round out this year and think about the times that you felt you were most alive and recognize that they probably didn't take a ton of effort. They were probably something based in a very simple and abundant abundant sense of love or connection or delight or joy. And those are the things that maybe you can roll into your definition of abundance as you look at things for the next year. You know, where are the times that you felt you were abundant? And did they mark, you know, were they marked with times of hard work or were they marked by times of just being present and feeling totally alive? So... There we go. I hope that you enjoyed this. I would love to hear from you if this was something that resonated with you and hear your feedback. You can reach me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com and send me your comments. Or you can head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash abundance to find the show notes for this one. On next week's show, we're going to talk about the bucket list. We will be revisiting an old episode that I put up last year around the same time and really kind of revisiting how can you use a bucket list and how can you look at resolutions for a new year in in a brand new way where they will really align with your intentions and what you want to bring forth in your life. I hope you'll come on back for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much abundant joy.